Welcome, friends, to the Daily Davis. 15 minutes you cannot get back. Uh, I think this is the seventh episode. I don't know. I took a little bit of a break, but not on purpose. This works around our work schedule and kids' schedule. And, and those of you that have children, even small children, know that finding time to do anything for yourself or the few people who want to listen to your podcast is very hard. But I won't bore you with that. We'll talk about things we want to talk about. Maybe you want to talk about. Maybe you don't want to talk about this. So recently there was a couple of articles saying that there were financial institutions that do some forecasting outside finances that said that Trump is a likely reelect with the way they see things going on right now. Now that may be a surprise to some of you. One, because you don't like Trump. Or two, because you hear a lot of people out there with negative um, views on how the country's going. This has been the worst presidency ever. This, you know, there's so many problems. America's in a tank. You know, how can we ever recover from this? Well, that's the interesting thing about how financial institutions like these or financial groups look at presidential elections. Now, the most important thing you need to understand about this is when you have a president in his first term, uh, I could say her first term, but we haven't had a female. Hopefully we will one day soon or whenever. Let's not take that. This Females can be president. I'm trying to cover here, but ultimately it's been male presidents. Going from their first term to the second term, there's a financial, the, the financial groups, and let's throw this out there, uh, groups, because there's many that do this, and they do this for investors. They look at different parts of the economy, and they look at how this president's, that's how they judge how the president's doing. They don't really care necessarily about what uh, Barbara Ann and Missouri thinks about the president. They think they look at, they look at financial factors. Are people working? Are people making money? Are people investing? Are people borrowing money? Those type of things. They do not do this as much, and they don't do it with uh, the accuracy at the end of a two-term president. So at the end of Bush, at the end of Clinton, at the end of Obama. Why? And, and, and you'll always see the markets, and this gets blamed on the president that's holding office. When, you, when the eight-year term, when their second term— for a total of eight, is coming to an end, the markets get a little crazy because they don't know who the next president's going to be. You know it's not going to be the president that's currently uh, there. And the administration that goes along with that president, all the people underneath the president who are not elected but hired or appointed that do the regulating of everything from Wall Street to the environment to international affairs, whatever it is, it's all there. Likely most of those people will not be in the next administration. So the markets get a little jittery going, we don't know, which a market should do, you sh in my opinion. I'm not, a, I'm not an economist. I think I'm as good of one as uh, Ocasio-Cortez. I would think that if you don't know and you have a lot of money, you shouldn't be throwing a lot of money at don't know. I have a feeling the rich people, which I'm not one of, don't do that often. They have some idea of what they know. And so they don't know a lot of what's going to happen at that, you know, it, was it going to be Hillary or was it going to be Trump? They don't know. What we do know is it, it is that 
we have Trump and we have another shot at Trump, you know, being elected. And they want to know how they feel about that because they have an idea of who's going to be working for him or how he governs and what and what uh, decisions he makes. And the on the Democrat side, it's way up in the air. And we had a show the other day. I think it's now up to 19 people with Joe Biden, maybe 20 people. Um, they call it unprecedented. Um, the, and it is. It was just wow. And, and, and a lot of these people running, a lot of them are not jokes. And I know some of you are conservative, like, oh, all those Democrats are jokes. Well, let's just be truthful with ourselves here. These people have legitimate political careers. They've been elected to something. People are willing to give them tens of thousands of dollars to run. So that's big. But what these financial institutions, institutions said, have said today, as of right now, that the, the financial markers show that the president will be elected because reelected because they have in the past looked at what gets people reelected. They've looked at you know, people employed, people making money, people, they don't necessarily care if they save money. They like the fact that they spend it. They like the fact that they borrow it. And if, you know, ultimately pay back what they're borrowing, not all the way, just all the way through the terms in which they get their interest at the full potential value. Now, this is unnerving to a lot of people on the left who will tell you, and, and this is in direct, uh, well, opposite of what you hear, a lot of the pundits say, oh, this is the, the left pundits. This is the worst president, everything's so awful. And you, you would not think you're watching the same game here with one group saying here on this, on this data-driven statistics, things are going well for the president. Um, on this emotional feeling, uh, I feel, I feel, I feel, things are bad. Truth is, things are pretty good in the country. Now, if you're measuring certain things, some people will be measuring certain things like... Um, do they feel that there's equality or some group had been empowered to be misbehave or that the alt-right, the, the, you know, white supremacists? First of all, there's not a lot anybody in the top position can do if weirdos and losers uh, grab onto you and use you as some kind of mollification for their bad behavior. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, a weirdo is a weirdo is a weirdo. And they want to, I mean, if anything, if you think that, you know, Trump has all, you know, given rise to the, to the white supremacy, you should be mad at the internet. The internet has been the best place for the recruitment and the spread of hate than any president we've ever had or any one individual who's walked the earth physically. You should be mad at the internet because these losers can anonymously and quickly spread their hate um, and and affect the brains and the the, you know, the the thought processes of young, mostly male uh, people out there and 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 turn them into something they shouldn't be, which is racist or don't like you know people of a certain religion. It's all awful. Not a lot of people are in the middle or on the right or buying. You know, and I'm talking the regular right. They're just Republicans. They're not buying that the president is somehow creating race riots or otherwise. And and some of the polls out there show that African Americans and Latinos don't feel that way either. They're actually supporting the president. Uh, they have their reasons. One, both of them are seeing 
the highest employment rates they've ever seen. When you've got a job and you've got money coming in, it's hard to be angry, you know. And is it all just the president all by himself? Maybe not. Maybe it's the idea that there's not Obama in the White House and his administration, which if you don't work at those levels, the way that they administer, that the way that they run the country could have been detrimental to employment in certain sectors. The way that Trump or people he's put in power could be a boost. The way they do things, people say, I'd like to hire more people, invest more money. The intellectual left are a little upset, but they have a key power that they didn't used to have. Now, I'd like to one day do a podcast with my wife and talk about this because the the intellectual left many, many years ago were a small group of people um, who sat around and patted themselves on back for going to a lot of school, reading a lot of books, and just being better than everybody else because they knew better. Now, granted, they knew better because they were in a position to know better. Very often in the old days, and a lot of times now, you will not find a lot of poor traditional liberals, okay? It's hard to be poor um, and attend Harvard and the you know upper society and, and, and see the world and eat strange foods and read books on Marxism and tell everybody else that, yes, well, well, I have had all of the advantages in life. I think it's disgusting that people have advantages in life or work for those advantages. They were a small group because a lot of the people who earned their way to the top were happy to earn their way to the top and happy to talk to other people about earning their way to the top. Um, and the only smugness they had was in their earnings and not, you know, hey, I earned, I did well. It wasn't that I just know better and don't worry about me telling you exactly what I know more than you just assume that I do. Well, liberalism in the digital age has caught on. It is the, everybody wants to feel uh, like they are that person, that liberal intellectual. I have a feeling most of the men in the hipster they want to look like that goofy professor meets somewhat usable blue-collar guy in the middle. It's very strange. Um, and these people are taking on the persona or taking on the positions of the, the of the left. And they will say, the country's in an awful place. Why? Because... It's the intellectual left thing to say at this moment. It's it's they have no data to back that up. It's just I'm not a Republican because Republicans don't fit into the uh, narrative. I feel like I look like and a lot of these people want to look and feel and be in this liberal world because it's the cool thing to do. Republicans on TV are not portrayed as cool people. And by the way, if you go to Washington, D.C., if you work in campaigns, if you work in politics, I've got news for you. Republicans are a hell of a lot more fun than Democrats. They're a lot less offended. Yes, they drink, have fun, dance, smoke cigars more than they should. And some of them are hypocritical because they'll tell you they shouldn't do it. But a, a gaggle of Democrats are just my, you know, and Hollywood's tried to make them seem great. But I'm telling you, if you have a chance to go with me to D.C., I will show you. I'm not saying all Democrats are awful. I'm just saying go to a Republican party and not the party party structure, political. Go where they're having booze. They're a fun group. They're a darn fun group. 
the idea that 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 they're not is something that was built out of the '60s and oh, Republican men and yes, look, both parties have the old white man thing. It's it's it, old white men seem to run everything, and I don't I don't want to get racist or anything, but. That's a fact. There's a lot of old white guys, but there's a lot of, you know, if you're talking about race politics, there's a lot of white people. Maybe they vote just for white people. I don't know. I voted for plenty of people that are not white. And, but I'm looking at what my likely uh, options will be coming up, and I'm probably going to have to vote for a white guy. Just thinking about locally where I have to vote, who will be running. Sorry. I mean, I pick them, but I don't pick the people who run. Back to what we were talking about. So it, it's cool to be liberal. Um, it's cool to say the country's in a bad space. But a lot of these folks don't understand functionally what it is to be liberal, functionally what it is to be a liberal elitist, educated. They just, they, they form themselves in uh, that image that, oh, I am so learned, I am so worldly, and they're not. And there's, there's a problem. See, they do it to fit in because that's what society has told you to to do you need to be this you need to think that there's a reason movie stars do that and i'm going to have a whole podcast about why movie stars in fact the, the podcast after this is about why movie stars are liberal so stay tuned for that but right now we're talking about the individual the individual does not have enough information um to make the decisions on politics that makes sense. They have enough of a want to fit in to parrot what they're told. And I'll tell you this, a lot of people dress in fashion the way that they're told to dress. Like you, you wear this with this, this is how, this is what fashion is. Very few people understand why uh, a person who understands fashion completely understands why a certain pattern uh, below your waist goes with a pattern above your waist aesthetically why certain cuts goes away you may all know a little bit but honestly there are people who really understand it most of us in fashion are just mimicking what we're seeing they've already picked out the colors that already come sold we are in fashion but we're all kind of uh, posers because we don't really know fashion if we were to give if we were given 10 random things most of us wouldn't put together something that's appealing because we don't have the understanding of the fashion or you know that we, we're so the, the these um fashion of the day liberals that you have or your run-of-the-mill that's your cousin aunt friend whatever who's just you know trump sucks why i don't know it just the country's bad and then they won't look at facts and they won't look at numbers uh the, they're they're the ones that couldn't put together the outfit. They're just doing what they're told to do. They don't have the skills or they've not been taught how to assess their situation correctly. So the people who have the math, who have the numbers, who who are looking at the the the, the signifiers, things that if it if this, then this happens. If this equals this, then this happens. Based on what they've you know, read in the past, what, what, what has happened in the past in employment, all of these other things, they say that. So remember, you're going to have different opinions. This is the worst thing ever. Figure out whose opinions are based on numbers and data. And I know the polling was bad for, for Trump and all of that, but we can get in a, there will be another, cause we're hitting our 15 minutes here. There will be another time when we talk about how polling can be wrong and how results can be thrown out and how polling is 
there's only one poll that matters, and that's the election day, the biggest poll, the most uh, uh, inclusive poll. But the the numbers don't lie. The financial sector has too much to lose to guess wrong. Like I said, they can't guess very well after a two-term president, but midterm, they can guess pretty well. So I encourage you to email me if you have a subject that you want to uh, cover, dailydavis77 at gmail.com. Please keep listening, and please bring this up with your friends, family, or whoever. Talk about what we've talked about today. Conversations like this are good to have. They make you smarter than talking about sports, even though I love sports. Talk about this. And uh, I'm talking to you tomorrow.